Welcome to the Toot Space Podcast. I am your host, Barkeem. And I am Angie. Thank you for joining us this week. And we're probably going to just spend most of the time talking about movies. You know, movies that we like, that we recommend. Movies we don't like. We're going to do music as well. Oh, okay. A little bit of both. A little bit of movies and music. Okay, movies and movie music. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I mean, if we want, for the sake of consistency, we can use our something old, something new, something random, something you segment. Okay. And uh, I'll start. Mm-hmm. So, for something new, I just started watching. This week's, uh, this last season's Agents of Shield, so it's new for me because I waited for it to get on Netflix so I can binge it. Um, and I, I, hot take here. Agents of Shield is probably the best comic book show on TV, or show based around comic books. You you won't say the boys. I haven't seen it. So, I mean, it's still up in the air, but Ages of Shield has about six or seven seasons. Yeah, the and it's been, one. been pretty consistent. Okay. Uh, and it's gotten better. And they've managed to tackle a bunch of different things that others haven't. Ages, so, Ages of Shield is one of the better um, shows. They, they, do, they tackle a bunch of things in a very smart way. I mean, you can still find plot holes in anything, but some of them are so glaring that it makes it hard to watch the show. Like Flash, Flash does a lot of time travel and it makes it hard to watch the show because of the glaring loopholes and their own rules that they set and then most of the time break right after they set them. Sometimes in the same episode. So they'll go, oh, we can't do this. And then they do it. Because it's convenient for the story, or they write themselves into a corner almost. Well, they find a reason why. But it's not. It, it sometimes it's hard to suspend your disbelief when they set up a rule, which you know, it, essentially, if you're going to set up a rule for the show, you would think that the good guys and the bad guys have to work under the frameworks of those rules. And so it's creative to watch them either get a not specifically get around the rules, but find ways to still make what they need to get done work within those rules okay. don't just break the rules right away like you're gonna set a rule we can't do this okay i right? can give you hey. that the flash the flash kind of tests my suspension of disbelief and we all know my suspension of disbelief is pretty big like yeah. i have a big breath just, right there just watching him get shot by regular people with regular human reactions is annoying he should never get hit by someone with a cold gun or a heat gun. It's like, come on, dude. Like, that's insane. There's no way they should be catching you. Not only should they not be catching you, but they're catching you when you're running into the situation. Yeah. It's not like they're guessing where you were because you were in the middle of a situation. They'll be in a room. They'll, for some reason, be able to see the flash coming and shoot him. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's annoying. But... It's just, Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. does a very good job of not falling into that, or at the very least, covering it up and moving along 
quickly enough that you don't, you know, it doesn't bother you and you don't pay so much attention to it. But they're also pretty, you know, um, lax on explaining that they don't know everything and they go along as much as they can. So uh, that's the something new that I have. Uh, something old would be, uh, I would suggest people listen to Machiavelli the Don, Seven Day Theory. It's the album Tupac was working on right before he died. It came out right after he died. Uh, it came out the same year as, I think it was 1990, the end of 1996. And it came out the same year as All Eyes On Me. Uh, All Eyes On Me is a double disc album that a lot of people don't like double disc albums. They feel like they should be condensed and they should work on them and have them be like uh, more focused or cohesive is a term people use for albums. I like it because to me, the more material, the better. Good songs are good songs. And you give me a, you know, you give me a ton of good songs. Yeah. It's a ton of good songs. I might like some more than others, but I don't dislike any of the songs on the double album. Yeah. Machiavelli to Dawn is a more cohesive version. So if I wanted to tell somebody, hey, um, some of Tupac's best rapping is on there. He covers a ton of subjects. He covers a ton of the stuff that was going on in his life. Uh, stuff that was going on in the black community is on that album. Um, it's a pretty angry album, but it's a, you know, a lot of his later music after probably Me Against the World is a bit more angry, even though yeah. it was getting angry for Me Against the World. Um, but if, at the time, it made sense. Yeah. Uh, it's a really good album. The beats are good. Um, Tupac is not known for having the best beats, but the beats are good. There's a variety of content on the song for the songs. Uh, Tupac was never the best lyricist, but he made some of the best songs because he made songs that were impactful. Like they'd hit you. They they had meaning. Yeah. You know, like they. they was, so it was. That's one of his best albums. Uh, I don't know if it would be my favorite Tupac album. But it's up there. It's probably that all, all Eyes On Me. I really enjoyed All Eyes On Me because I just like all the songs on it. And there's a lot of songs. Mm-hmm. But if I had to judge it objectively, Machiavelli to Don is the best Tupac album. And it's really good. And I would suggest people, you know, if you listen to newer rap, you know, give it a listen to. It's, it's harder to listen to something because it's more of a piece that's within its own time period. So yeah. a lot, so a lot well, of it will go over. don't make it to 2019s. I mean, it's it's still valid, but it's not as impactful, especially more of the personal stuff. Like the first song, Bomb First, it's just a lot of like dealing with a bunch of beef and, you know, the situations he was presently in at the time. So if you were alive and you like me, I was like 14, 15 and I was completely involved in the whole East Coast, West Coast thing. And I listened to everything that came out then. At the time, that's you know, that song hit hard because you're right in the middle of all these situations. Yeah. It also is crazier because died before the song even came out yeah you know so um off some alleged shit yeah like so it's a whole you know it's a very impactful album i I enjoy it's one of my favorite albums uh and for random i would probably suggest people watch a movie called the frighteners by michael j fox Uh, michael j fox stars in it it's a movie about ghosts and I'm not even gonna like explain what it's about. It's just something that you have to like really watch. It's I don't know if it was the most successful film, 
but it was during Michael J. Fox's, I want to say during his prime. Um, and I really like him as an actor or whatever. Like, I don't know if he gets an, I guess when people bring him up, he gets all the credit he deserves, but I don't know if people bring him up enough. Um, but I really liked Michael J. Fox, you know, um, I feel like, you know, his disease hampered his career a lot while he'd still be, you know, he'd still be out here killing it right now. Um, oh man, I said that and I'm not even sure. I, I'm a hundred percent sure he's still alive. He's still alive. It's okay. just that he's not right. I didn't want to say work. that. And then, then like, you know, he passed away and I didn't know. Um, no, he's still alive. But yeah. Um, so Michael J. Fox is in that movie is really good. Uh, I guess it's considered like a cult classic. Everyone I know who, who's seen it loved it. So just check out The Frighteners. Um, what about you? Um, okay. I have... So for something old, I have Gilmore Girls. I have watched this whole series at least four times. Um, and I am always constantly rewatching The way people watch The Office... Like, where they just put it on as background stuff. That's how I watch Gilmore Girls. And the reason why I love it is because it um, it does remind me of somebody in my life. Where And I love the fast talking in the show. It's, mm. it's, it's, I don't know. It just, it makes me happy just keeping up with them. The references, of course, are, are backdated. Because there's a lot of pop references. But the interaction between the mom and, and daughter is really good. And when the, the mom actually steps up and becomes a mom, she, she goes above and beyond. And my favorite episode is actually the episode where everyone is fighting. It's literally an episode of them being at, at um, the grandparents' house. And they are fighting about everything that's happened in the past six... It was like, no, by then it was like 20 years like of just... Stuff that's been swept under the rug and they are literally fighting about. So, um, that's my something old that I just love. Because you love drama. I, I don't love drama. I like drama that's not involving me. Okay. I'm not changing my statement. <laughs> it doesn't change. Well, as long as it doesn't involve me, I'm cool. And then, um, something new. I actually started a new book um, well, I'm starting a new book by the the person who played Matilda, Mara Wilson. It's called Where Am I Now? The Stories of a Girlhood and Accidental Fame. The Stories of Girl... True Stories of Girlhood and Accidental Fame. Um, it's actually pretty good. I've got... I've, I'm not that far into it, a few pages in. And it's really... It's interesting to see that, first of all... She, her parents didn't want her to really be famous. They were just like, okay, you're going to do a couple commercials and then you're going to go to school and you're going to you're gonna go to college. And then she happened to get called from Miss Doubtfire. Mm. And she, she, they weren't expecting her to be famous. And that's, that's part of the reason why she, she went away after a while. She went to actual school. And it's, it's pretty cool. Something random. I got nothing. That's all right. We could talk about something new. Something me and my first childhood um, cartoon crush was Trunks. <laughs> of course, <laughs> Trunks is marketing at its finest. <laughs> it? Trunks was awesome, and it worked. I was like, "Oh, hi!" I was like, "Let's draw him to be super cool." But you know what's funny is if you look at Trunks's character, though, he's trash. <laughs> 
Um, he whines. He complains. He leans on everyone else for help. It's weird. Like, he kind of doesn't accomplish anything. He brings a bunch of problems to other people's doorsteps, and then they handle them for him. And it happened in Z. It happens in Super. But he's cool and can use a Gallic gun, so... Everyone can use everybody's move in Dragon Ball. Let, let's be real. Whatever. <laughs> they just choose not to out of being stubborn. But He's awesome. Uh, but anyway, I guess we can get into either movie. I mean, we're already kind of talking about movies. Okay. So, uh, one, I saw It, Chapter 2. Oh, my God. It was good. It is long. It I'm going to pre- preface this with the fact that I don't like scary movies. And I saw It 1 because my brother made me. But it was a good movie. And even if you don't like scary movies... It had to work. All right. So if say, say it worked for its intended purposes, because I was screaming throughout the whole goddamn thing. Yeah, because if the movie sucked, you wouldn't have been screaming. You're like, this is stupid. I would have laughed. Scary. Yes. Exactly. So it worked. It but I still mad at the black boy. The black boy should not have been part of that movie. Why? Because he walked towards the shit instead of run, running away. When? When they um when he was doing deliveries, and he walked into the alleyway. To the door. Well, he heard his parents behind the door. I don't once care. It's, who once I it hear. was clear it wasn't his parents anymore, he stopped. And then he was scared. And then he's also like 12. Okay. Now. He didn't keep walking over there. He almost got caught in the door. What are you going to do? What are you, you going to do? You, have to, you also have to realize where he, what town he's in. Yeah, I was about to say, leave the Midwest. Uh, spoiler alert, he doesn't. <laughs> he's I also, this, he's, he's, he redeems himself because he, he literally doesn't leave. Part two takes place 27 years after part one. Oh, God. And the only one left is the black guy. Oh, my God. But he's smart. Whatever. I don't want to know. I'm not going to watch it. He, uh, you're not going to watch it, but he is pretty much one of the smartest characters in the show. Um, he better be after the stupidity of the, the first one. I was literally screaming at the TV. Isn't he black? What is happening? It's also remember it takes place in the eighties. What does that have to do with instinct? It's not well, a lot of it. One instinct, maybe or whatever. But he, remember, he's not in the town where that type of instinct should kick in for where he's at. Like his upbringing isn't really. He doesn't seem like the guy with that type of instinct. At no point do they ever show any, anything like that. And also, we're we're from an era that grew up on horror movies, and we saw a ton of horror movies. Although, let's be honest, I think uh, it was Night One, Elm Street Five had already came out. We don't know if he's seen the other four, but at that point, it's like there's been like five of these things, horror movies. You kind of should get used to them. But that's neither here nor there. It was a good movie. It's a uh, it too was a good movie. It's very long. They did something in that movie where, essentially, you can kind of watch part two almost without watching part one. Like, there's a ton of scenes in the movie because the 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 kids are still in part two. It's not just a hundred percent the adults, and they're in there in a good amount. And uh, they actually had to CGI some of the kids' faces 
So they look younger. So they look younger because it, you know the movie okay, was filmed but... later and time has passed, and some of them are taller and older. Um, you can tell sometimes. I can. It's not horrible though. I can... and I only know that because I saw reviews. And then I was looking for it. If I didn't see reviews about it, I probably wouldn't have even looked for it or even noticed it. I was I saw them interviewing and I was like, these are the same kids? Well, yeah, it was, they were all in preteens to teens yeah, and yeah. it was like two years in between the movies. Yeah. So you know, I forgot people, how quick kids change. I yeah. haven't changed since the, since I was fourteen or twelve. No fourteen. Well, you have, but I know. Look, look at Bran, right? Over yes, like Jay. one season of Magical, <laughs> he grew like six inches or something. No, dude. And then he got hold him hanging off a whole door's back. <laughs> it's like we need the CGI whole door a little bit taller now because <laughs> this guy is looking like a full grown adult. But um so yeah, it was that was a pretty decent movie. Uh I just saw today, like right before we started, I just saw Sinister Two. You didn't see Sinister 1, you're probably not going to watch that. Sinister 1 was actually a really good scary movie. It's one of the better ones that's coming out in a few in the last few years. Um, it's... I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it. But check out Sinister. Um, it, some movies you can talk about and give a little bit of the hints on to it. This one, I can't really because the only interesting parts are kind of spoilers. So, um, But okay. it's shot well. The premise was different than a lot of the other like paranormal activities and the conjuring. Is it shot and... the way paranormal is? No, it's not. Okay. It's shot like a regular movie. Okay, it's okay. Shot like more I was normal. about to say paranormal shooting shots are just annoying. I liked paranormal activity one and two. <sighs> I didn't see the rest. So I, I gotta go see the rest. Um, and I thought they were interesting at the time that, that they came out. I watched them when I was at work actually. Or whatever. I was at work on a Saturday and I had the time to watch them. Um, in the middle of the day. And it kind of creeped me out in the middle of the day. That was weird. But um, I thought the first two were good. But it's not like Insidious or um, the Annabelle slash Conjuring movie universe. So I enjoyed Sinister 1. Sinister 2 that I just watched, though. Is like the rest of them? No, it's not like the rest. It's still, it, it literally is a, it's a sequel. It takes place almost a few months or a short amount of time right after Sinister 1. Uh, one of the main characters in Sinister 1 is in Sinister 2. So it's a direct sequel, um, and they they mentioned all the things that happened in part one, and it, it follows pretty much. I didn't think it was as good a movie though. Uh, it's a little too you Did essentially you the sequels to do that to you. There's a bunch of stuff that you know and you learn in Sinister One. I feel like I don't, and I think that helps the creepiness and you know as you figure out what's going on in the movie and and then there's like these these tapes. So I can't. There's these tapes that you see of things that happen to people, and the way they're shot and the music, it's all really good the first time you see it in Sinister 1. It happens a lot in Sinister 2, and by the time you see it, they're still disturbing, they're creepy to watch, but the shock value and the impact isn't it's there. It's not the same. Yeah. And so, and then you don't learn much more of the story. It's kind of almost like the second half of Sinister 1, and it's not as good. Oh, my God. Uh, but it's not bad. It's not a terrible movie. But it's not as good as Sinister One. Like Sinister it's, One, I it's recommend. It's not going from Drumline to Drumline yeah. Two. Yeah, like Sinister One, I recommend. Sinister Two, I don't know. I guess it just depends on. If you saw one and you enjoyed it, yes. If you saw one and you didn't like it, don't watch Part Two. It's, you're not gonna like Part Two if you don't like Part One. If you like Part One a lot, you'll like Part Two. If you're okay with it, I wouldn't even suggest it either. Okay. Um, 
Have you seen anything recently? Um, actually, I was talking about a movie. It's not a recent movie, that, but it's a movie I definitely think people should check out. Um, Crazy Stupid Love with Steve Carell and um, Emma Stone. But, yeah, afraid of it. Oh my God, that movie, I, I always forget. It starts off slow. It's one of those big payoffs at the end. It starts off slow. It's like building everything and you know how the motherhood movies and the valentine's day movies and the mother not motherhood um mother mother's day like mother's mother. day mm. and then valentine's day and then yeah. new year's um mm. eve and whatever all those movies it's all about intertwining um oh the multiple characters into yeah this one actually does it and it pays off well mm. and it pays off so well by the end, you are literally, like, crying hysterically of laughter. Because you don't expect it. You're just like, oh my god, it's so good. It's, um... I can't really give away. It's a couple that are going through a rough patch. And, you know, they're, they're kind of wondering if they should stay together or not. And they're trying to see how life would be without each other. You know what I mean? And, um... Steve Carell enlists, um... What's his name? The guy from The Notebook. I haven't seen The Notebook either. I've seen The Notebook 20,000 times. Anyone who knows The Notebook. Ryan Gosling. Oh, okay. That guy. Mm-hmm. Is he not as attractive as everybody makes him out to be? I don't think he's an unattractive guy. He's hot as hell. Okay. And then, then I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm a dude. I'm not my thing, but okay. I think he's hot as hell. Okay. A lot of people agree with you. But I've also watched The Notebook 20,000 times, and like, well, he's the main... You could, be a, you could be biased. Yeah, I'm completely biased. He, Steve Carell brings in Ryan Gosling to, to basically teach him how to be sexy. How to get chicks, all that stuff. Like Hitch. Kind of like that, but better, in my opinion. Okay. The funny isn't the most important part. The emotional payoff is what's important mm-hmm. to them. I liked Hitch, not to say I didn't. It's just this this payoff to me was better. And so it, it just ends really well, in my opinion. If you like if you like the office humor, you like it. Of course it's Steve Carl. Mm-hmm. And um if if you don't mind just just waiting a little bit for for a payoff, it's a good movie. It's a lot of fun to just sit there and, and watch it because there's a lot of funny parts in between and at the end it's just like a really funny just out of control mm. um, funny um, and then another movie that I would always recommend My Cousin Vinny have you seen My Cousin Vinny? I've seen it it was okay it's one of my favorite movies top three I thought it was entertaining enough I love that movie I find it hilarious it's about two guys who get who get picked up in Alabama. So they get picked up um, for 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 murder, and they have to bring in the uh, Brooklyn. They're they're from Brooklyn. One of them is from Brooklyn. The other one, I'm not sure where he's from. So the one from Brooklyn has to bring in his cousin in to um to defend him. And this guy is a forget about it Brooklyn guy. He just passed the bar. And this is going to be his first case. And he's done by, he's played by Joe Pesci. And if y'all know how Joe Pesci 
is y'all know it's been hilarious and they one of the guys is actually um the karate kid so y'all if you care about movies at all you should definitely definitely check out that movie uh anything you're looking forward to movie wise korea blade oh that's so but that's that's the only thing that, that was just that's, like announced. It's not even. Oh, Soul. I don't really know what it's completely about. It's mm. a new Pixar movie. Mm. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Harley Quinn's movie I'm looking forward to. I know you're not. Before we get off Blade real quick. I am. I want to see the movie to see why they picked Mahershala Ali. Because I do not believe. I think he could do it. Look how look up how old Marshall Ali is, and it's not whether he could do it or not, but wouldn't it have benefited somebody who's younger and looking to break into acting as a young black star? How many young black actors do we have? And you can't even say somebody like Michael B. Jordan. He's not that young. How young do you want Blade? Blade's not a youngin. Blade could be young. Are we doing old Blade? Because we have to be because Marshall Ali is probably in his. Late forties, early fifties. To me, Blade was old. And at that point, you could have picked, you could have left West, Wesley Snipes. But Wesley Snipes was he? Was he? Did we think he was young? No, I'm saying if you were gonna pick an old guy, why don't you keep the old guy who already did Blade and who already was Blade and who I is still acting and who already has martial arts skills? I, I don't know why they... I, 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 what I'm saying is, I want to see the movie to know why they picked him. Hey, you can love the guy all you want, but you still should pick somebody who's right for the role. And I want to know why they thought he was right for the role. I want to know the type of movie they're going for that they went with him. We'll or or, any, or just not even specifically him, but anyone his age. I would have questioned if it was Wesley Snipes. I would have been surprised that they... It's a little bit more valid because he's already been Blade and everyone kind of sees him as Blade. But I still would have wondered why they went with. I don't question Marvel as much anymore. Oh, I do. A lot of their things, I feel, pay off. Mm, I don't know. I, I, nah. They got till the end of Infinity War. After Endgame, the new slate. I'm, I think that they've, they've earned my, my... I'm not questioning this. Nah. They got the Infinity Saga out of me and that was good. But they can stumble. They can definitely stumble, but I don't. I don't think they'll stumble on this. Because they, some of those choices, um, the the whole Disney Plus thing, that their motivations are completely different now. So I, I don't realize. I don't think it's the same. They're going forward with the same thing and the same type of ballpark, and not that they should, but I think that our our lack of or our trust in them. To deliver a good movie, like I just wouldn't watch. I didn't. I don't think I've watched a trailer for any DCU movie since after the first Avengers, because I just oh, was MCU. like uh, the MC, MCU. Because since after the first Avengers, because I just assumed they're going to be good movies, and for the most part, they, I was right. And at no point did I think any of the movies were trash. Okay. Um, and, and you're just so, not continuing that. Yeah. Now I'm going like, nope. Why not? Right. Like now, because the leadership is is different now. The, everything it's just all different now okay. like going forward the, the choices that they're picking for the movies the direction they're going in it's not the same before they had a clear specific direction that they were going and everything had to have a certain feel to it and so you kind of knew what you were getting into we don't know what we're getting into now between the TV shows that they're launching for Disney Plus 
um, like, are they, they, they did the whole multi-timeline thing. It's all over the place now. It's not a uniform, singular, everything needs to fit so that this can happen. You know, like, everything needs to, there's no focal point that everyone needs to work around to make sure that they all fit within this focal point or whatever. It's part of the reason the DCEU was trash because they couldn't do that and or they rushed trying to do it and you know they did quantity over quality and they weren't focused enough so now i'm not saying that they're gonna do bad but i'm also not saying that i can just assume that every decision they're making is gonna be good i also watched iron fist we're not even gonna talk about that so i mean like it's not like that wasn't a thing i don't know what an iron fist is yeah it's not like they're infallible I seen Iron Man two. I haven't watched. Iron Man. I saw Thor one, and two. So you know, like especially when they start off things, the the starts aren't always the greatest. You know, they normally they can work their way into stuff. I think most most of the time the sequels are better. So you know, we'll see. Um. I'm looking forward to uh, the new Joker movie. I'm not. Only because I want to see what they're going to do. I'm not. I'm not looking forward to it as a piece in the DCEU. I think the DCEU is dead. I just think. I they think they should just. They just don't want to let that die. No, the reason why they don't want to say that and they don't want to just say it's dead is because Aquaman made a billion dollars and Wonder Woman made a ton of money. Yeah. Those two alone. The rest of them, if 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 Aquaman had did six hundred fifty million and Wonder Woman had did five hundred fifty million. The DCEU would have been announced to be dead. But no. Aquaman made a billion dollars. They're not walking away from that. That's mostly because Jason Momoa is so hot. It doesn't... No, that's not why. Mostly because of that. No. Yes. Because I'm pretty sure more than half that audience didn't care about that. (laughs) So, if he was ugly... It wouldn't have sold as much. That's the hill I'm dying on. Well, you take that hill. You take that right hill. there. I'm sitting. I'm sitting right there, and I'm dying on it. But you know, um, I'm. I I just seem. It, it, I don't know. I don't like that. I don't. I'm not ready for that movie at all. But speaking of Joker, I'm definitely going back to Harley Quinn. I'm I'm excited for Birds of Prey. And the fabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinzel. Harleen Quinzel. I'm glad. One, I didn't like what's her name's portrayal of her. Loved it. I thought it was, I don't know. I, I just didn't care for it. And it's not even like I hated it, but I didn't think you it was great. Don't know me. Um, but I also think I that's a stupid name. Many that name is dumb. It's far too long. It is. And it has, it literally has words in there. Like, what is it? Fantabulous? Fabulous. Is it fabulous? Yes, it is. I'm reading off the the poster. Yeah. Unnecessary. Fabulous. Oh, no, it's fantabulous. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I was trying to ignore that fact, apparently. Yeah. Unnecessary. Who's in that poster? Um, Harley Quinn. Yeah, but it, only it goes with Harley. No, they're the rest of them are in here. Are they? Yeah, they're Dude. they're little 
little cherub, cherubs around her. Harley they Quinn is actually might as in well twice. not even be there. And she's in it twice. Is that Jubilee? Um, that is Jubilee. It's not Jubilee. Jubilee is a Marvel character. Not Jubilee. Um, what's her name? Smollett. Jesse Smollett. No, her sister. I think her name is Jubilee. Hold on. Who? His sister's name is Jubilee. I think. Whose sister? Jesse Smollett's. Oh, I don't know who. No anything. I don't know anything about Juicy Smoulier. Juicy, <laughs> I hate you. So bad. I don't. I don't watch French actors. <laughs> First of all, I know her. But look at that poster. They could not be there. Jubilee. I'm sitting across the table and I saw the poster and couldn't even tell the other people were in it. It is Jubilee. Okay. Jubilee Smoulier? Ju- <laughs> it's Juni. Juni, sorry. Journey. G-U-R-N-E-E. Anyway, anyway, Smoulier Bell. Yeah. I think it's a silly name. No one's going to call it that. How many people said Batman v Superman? Dawn of Justice. No one. No one said that. They'll say it the first time they mention it, and that's it. Everybody's going to call it Birds of Prey. Most people didn't even say Batman v Superman. They said Batman versus Superman. There's not an S there. No one cares about that title. That's a stupid title. Oh, everybody calls it um, Birds of Prey and calls it a day. So what's the whole point of the rest of that title? I don't know. It's hardly... That's the problem with the DCEU. They just do things. So? It makes me happy. Does it? Did Justice League make you happy? I never said anything about that. I mean, about I Harley said Quinn. the problem with everything the they've done with Harley Quinn has made me happy. No, they, not everything. You didn't even like her story in in Suicide Squad with the Joker. I didn't like Joker's story in Suicide Squad. And what does it revolve around? That's not the Joker story. That's Harley Quinn's story. No, nothing about. I the... liked her character development. I did not like whenever they would bring in Joker, which was not her full storyline. It's not her full storyline. But his full storyline in that movie is her storyline. He literally yes, only exists. Yes, but she still exists outside of him. But he does not exist outside of her in that And movie. that's his problem, not hers. But that's yes, it is hers. Because that, that's a, a part of her story. Nah. It literally is a part of her story. Things happen in that movie because And she's because getting emancipated. You want to be biased and a fangirl and not objective? Cool. But that's what it was. You didn't love everything because he's a part of her story. Without her in the movie, you do not get any of that. None of it. Not one bit of it. You take her out. Take her out of the story. You get nothing. You don't get that Batman scene at the beginning because it just shows how she got caught. It's not how the Joker and Batman had a fight. It's how Harley got caught because he abandoned her. Freaking Joker. Hey, him. You don't get... There's a ton of stuff in that movie that literally anything revolving the Joker. But the only reason I don't like the storyline is because of the things that, from what I've heard, they've taken out. Because they had everything in, they just took it out because they didn't want to show how abusive the relationship was, which is the truth of the relationship. They didn't feel like it was appropriate for for the the audience. Then why do it? Why put the character in there if you're not going to show parts of the character? It's, it's That's ridiculous. why Margot, Ro- Margot Ruby, is it Ruby? Robbie. Ruby? Robbie. Margot Robbie came out with this one because she actually wants to show a Harley Quinn centered movie that actually shows a full circle 
of Harley Quinn. And that's why I'm excited for it. You should watch... Uh, there's an animated movie for Batman and Harley Quinn. I've seen it. The, the, the new one that just came out? The one where it's um, him, Nightwing, and Harley Quinn? Yeah. Yeah, of course. That's... Uh, Although I don't like the voice actress who's... Um, Tara Strong. I like her. That's not Tara Strong. That's not Tara Strong? No. That's the short woman from Big Bang Theory. Oh, Tara no. Strong would have... Yes, it is. Not for that one. Yes, it is. And Tara Strong would have been better. You didn't hear that weird accent she had that's horrible? No. The, the, the one from Big Bang Theory hasn't come out yet. That's the... Vo- she voice acts that. I looked because I was like, what is Tara Strong doing? And why does she sound like this? And I was like, oh, because it's not her. That's who it is. It's the woman from Big Bang Theory. I can't remember her name right now. And she has this really weird Brooklyn-y accent or something. I don't know what it is. Oh. Yes. See? It's um. It's not... Um, it's not Tyler Strong. It's not... What's her name? Because they have two actresses, that apparently, that did from Tara Strong. Not Tara Strong, from Big Bang. Um, Kylie, who is the main Penny. Penny, yeah. She's doing the new Harley Quinn. She's not doing an accent. Penny is... Um, Leonard's wife. Okay. That's, uh... I'm blanking on her name, too. But the taller blonde girl. Yes. Okay. This, the one that's, that's... the shorter blonde girl. That's the with... The shorter blonde girl, Melissa Ranch. Yeah. Is the one that's doing it in there. And... In um, Batman and, and, and Harley Quinn. And her performance is fine. Her accent is terrible. I don't know. I, I didn't have a problem with it. It's weird. It's super weird. And I've been listening to Harley Quinn accents for years. Tyra Strong's okay. I don't think she's the greatest. The original voice actress was the best. I mean, it was literally made after the original voice actress. I know. That's why it was awesome. And that's why it was the best. Yeah. Well, everyone else just does an imitation of her accent. Except for Kay- Kaylee when she comes out with hers. Yeah. So she's you... doing hers for the, for the D- DC app. Okay. But but if you're going to do it and do it completely different and not try yeah, to be... Yeah, she's doing it completely different. She's fine. not even doing... doing yeah. like, the sh- like, I think there's a little bit of an accent, but she's yeah. not... She's like just batshit crazy but she doesn't have the accent aspect of it like you can do an accent for a character in an animated thing without mimicking the original voice actor like the jokers um mark hamill the best right but there's also the guy from uh who did under the red hood i think he honestly i think he's the voice of bender um from futurama and he does an awesome it might be i might be wrong but he does an awesome job as joker and he doesn't sound anything like mark hamill but he does a good job. Uh, the dude who does the voice actor for Joker in Batman the Brave and the Bold, he does a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you can do a good voice acting job without specifically mimicking this person. I agree. In that Batman but the and Harley issue Quinn movie. With Harley Quinn is she's very distinct. You, and that's no. why people keep You can keep, get you can do the attitude. Yes, you yes. Can do, I agree. But, but people, the accent was terrible. People are imitating people are trying to imitate the accent because it's a very distinct accent with the joker yes he has his own little droll but it's it's pretty it's not that it's common but like it's 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 not a specific 
like thing. Like if you're gonna do the Joker, don't try to do Mark Hamill's Joker. Yeah, like you can do a do Joker and speak normally. Harley Talk. Quinn has like like the original voice actress has the octave, then she has the batshit crazy going, and then she has like just the complete overall attitude Which, with the Brooklyn. I I think you could do that without that accent. I think you you can make it your own. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it, it can be done without the accent. Yeah. So, um, look, look at Spinell. I felt like that Spinell was was their version of Harley Quinn. And and that voice actress did fine. I loved it. Yeah. I loved so, it. So so you can it, it can be done over and over again. It can be done. Um, but yeah, I'm not looking. I just don't. We need a trailer. That the title is just uninspiring to me. I'm just waiting to watch the actual movie. I I haven't watched any trailers. If I think I don't even think I've no. I think there's only teasers. They threw out. Harley Quinn's I'm name. I, I don't know why. It. I knew they. I know why Harley Quinn's name is in the title. I don't know why it's such a long title. Like it's marketing. I get it. But you literally you wanted Harley Quinn's name in the title and you threw it behind a ton of letters. But they're trying to make it that make it as if Harley Quinn was the one that made it up. You know what I mean? I think you're just now you're projecting. Uh, they, we've not heard any of that. Okay. I see what you're saying. It's just, it's a long name and it's kind of dumb. But I don't have a problem with it. Um. I understand. I understand that it would be a problem. You know what I mean. I understand um, that it would be a problem. I don't personally have a problem, but I I, I understand why. Could it you would imagine be a the voiceover guy having to sit there and say that at the end of at the end of a trailer? It's like don't be a menace to society while drinking your juice in the hood. <laughs> like come on, what? No one is saying all that. Super silly. Don't be title, a menace, right? I, I don't know. It's I just think the title is weird. I, I don't care for it. But I also I, I won't judge it till I see it. I also think, like, Margot Robbie's not the type of actress who's going to be doing Harley Quinn a long time. And you can't, I, and I'm not a fan of throwing money behind actor, actors and actresses who won't stick around for the long run when you need someone around for the long run. Do you think um, they should try to bring Tara Strong in front of the camera as opposed to being behind and the If they were going to do that, they would have did that for the original Suicide Squad. They're not going to do it. I think they should have. They should have. She would have been fine. She would have been perfect. Yeah, but they're not going to do it. Um, it's the same thing when I thought that they should have done that with, uh, who was it? Uh, Kevin Conroy is an older Batman. Alright. I'm with you. Um, so, you know, like, you can do it, they just won't. Or Flash could have been Justin Grant. Flash TV Flash. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was wondering. Justin Grant? Justin? Uh, am I saying his name? I think it's Gustin. Gustin. I think it's Gustin. Gustin Grant. We don't know what that We know what we're talking about. CW Flash should have been. I agree. And from the get, I was like, uh, why and you Ezra Miller wasn't that? terrible. I actually like. He wasn't, but I feel like um, very, very obvious. But he wasn't terrible, but I don't think that he couldn't have not been this guy or whatever. Yeah, like they could easily. To me, they would have benefited from that, like retrofitting their TV characters into the movie characters. I think they would have done a well job with that, while also bringing in the other stars. Like, to me, they don't. It wouldn't be out of line. It wouldn't, you know. Um, Marvel did it the other way, did the movies down to the TV shows. Yeah, they could have did the TV shows up into the movies. Yeah, that would have been a good idea. If they if they have a more consistent they, and solid they do universe so than they do now. Well, 
they they're in the roles. The they they fit, obviously. and all of them were okay with it. They yeah. were good. They were like, "Yo, would you do it?" Before any casting was announced, they was like, "Yeah." Nobody talked to me though, you know. So um, I'm also looking forward to Terminator, only because I want to see how they ruin Terminator's timeline again, because <laughs> they keep doing it. Um, I have. I don't remember any of okay. the Terminators. So, this Terminator 1 takes place in the 80s. Arnold Schwarzenegger is the bad guy trying to kill Sarah Connor. I need to be back. Nope. That's Terminator 2. Ah, Terminator okay. 2, Arnold Schwarzenegger is the good guy trying to stop one of the bad Terminators who is uses liquid metal or whatever. That's what I remember. John Connor. Sarah okay. Connor is also in that movie. From what I remember, the 2 is when Sarah Connor is doing the upside down... Sit-ups? I don't remember. I don't know. I remember a lot of people talking about that. Hmm. Three is now a new John Connor, but Arnold Schwarzenegger is the good guy again, trying to save an older John Connor. His mom is dead. Right? Mm -hmm. Or whatever. That's Terminator 3. Or whatever. And uh, it's John Connor and whoever he wedged to have his kid to go back in the past to save his own life. Jesus. Well, the the main good guy in the first one is technically John Connor's son. So he sends his son back in the past to save himself, to save his mom. Weird. Um, I think that's his dad. I don't know. It seems super alluded to that the guy in Terminator 1 is John Connor's dad that he sent back in the past himself to make sure he got born. Okay. Weird. I don't know. Um, so... After Terminator 3, there's Terminator Salvation. Terminator Salvation is the one with Christian Bale. That one takes place further in the future than Terminator 3. He's older again. Doesn't seem like he's so much older that this guy in Terminator Salvation should be the same Terminator from Terminator 3. Uh, John Connor from Terminator 3. I don't think he is um, as far as timelines go. But there's a T2, T-1000 in that one too that looks like what you call it. They CGI'd him up and stuff. Uh, so Terminator Salvation seems like it got retconned or whatever when Terminator Genesis came out. Terminator Genesis stars a different Sarah Connor, that's Khaleesi, who did a terrible job as Sarah Connor. Um, I don't know, she's, she acts great as Khaleesi, but anything else I've seen her in, um, I liked her in everything and everything. No, that wasn't her. Um, see? no, before you meet. Hmm. But. Rom-com. Yeah. As Sarah Connor, not so good. Oh, um, she she um she follow she her boyfriend who was getting on her nerves was um Neville Longbottom from Harry Potter. Go on. Oh, character I don't know. <laughs> so Terminator Genesis kind of resets the timeline again, and Arnold Schwarzenegger is also a good guy in there trying to help Sarah Connor. This one takes place, I think, around the same time as the original one because she doesn't have a kid yet. So it's almost like they're retconning the original one. And now this new Terminator has an older Sarah Connor who is the original Sarah Connor from from Terminator 2. And she's super old now. And so I think this new Terminator erases 3, Salvation, and Genesis. But I'm not sure because I have no clue because Terminator timelines are hilariously crazy. Alrighty, well... Not getting into the termination Terminator timeline because clearly I've lost everything. Oh, and there was also a Terminator TV show that had Sarah Connor in it. It was called the Sarah Connor Chronicles. That was a different Sarah Connor. 
I actually never watched that show. I just read a bunch of about so it. So they but... like Sarah Connor. They just oh, keep gosh. changing her. Oh, Sarah Connor's badass. Okay. Yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it. This is this is too much. It's it's too much. It's pineapples. Pineapples. No, it's too much. Sarah Connor's awesome. John Connor's awesome. They keep changing him in every movie. I I just saw the beginning of Terminator Two. Um, and it was some other random guy. Like they didn't even like keep anything consistent. The guy in Terminator Three was so short, like he was shorter than the girl out there. Was, it was weird. It's like there's no way this guy is John Connor, but whatever. I guess he becomes John Connor. But he was a full grown adult. He was like in his twenties. Um, Don't make no sense. Yeah. So I like I kind of like watching it just to like piece them together. And I'm one day I'm gonna sit down and watch all of the Terminators, because Terminator One and Two are really good. And I probably guilty pleasure like Terminator Three. I didn't watch. I watched Terminator. I've seen all of them in theaters. Um, not one and two. I saw three: Salvation and Genesis in theaters. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go see this one in theaters. Um, the only time I've seen Salvation is I saw it in theaters, and I saw half of it later. Um, I saw Genesis once. Genesis was kind of trash. Like even as the movie was going, I was like, "This is horrible time travel." What are they talking about? What are they doing? And why are they not following their own rules again? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It just felt right like... Right out. Because it felt like they were trying to reboot the series. Yeah. So I'm confused as to where this new one is coming from because I don't know if this new one is following off of the original Terminator 2, which I believe that it is. Okay. Um, but I also don't... Like, I, what happened to Genesis? I, I don't know. I just know James, Cam- James Cameron is kind of involved in this one. So... Hopefully, it'll be a pretty decent movie. I mean, it kind of doesn't... There's so much stuff in this movie that looks like it's... Like, someone's like, yo, I'm going to watch all of the old Terminator movies and write notes and then do a bunch of that for this new movie. And and so, some of it looks like it's repetitive, but whatever. I like Terminator movies. I, I go to see every Transformer movie, too, because I like big, dumb action movies in the movie theaters. That's, you know, that's a thing. I still watch Fast, Fast and Furious movies, so... I have not seen past Fast Five. What? Yeah, they keep coming out, and you didn't there's always cry better stuff. With us? I didn't. I, no. It's been a long I, I know. time. Yeah, but I didn't see. I didn't see it. Yet. I have. I think that's the next movie I have to watch. Without you, my friend. Yeah, so I have to see past that. I'm gonna watch them at some point. Um. Oh my god! I've seen every single one of them. I'm halfway through um, Hobbs and Shaw right now. Yeah. No, we haven't even talked about music yet. I don't think we're going to. Oh. Well, I can just... Uh, real quick. I was recently watching... Um, for some reason, I like The Baby. I've heard... He has a song, Shug. Does he have... Is he the one... No, no, no. A Boogie with the hoodie is no, the one no. that has Look Back at It. Yeah, no, I hate him. I'm, I like the Look Back at It. I like Ugh, that's stupid. I like the beat. Of course you like it. It's it's a recycled beat of a of a, of a hit song already like with a recycled it. it's a recycled hook too. Look back at it. That's a recycled hook. You like an old song, just this guy singing the same thing with slight barely, barely different words in auto tune. Yes. Yeah, so you just like an old song. I can't fault you for liking something that was already a hit, but I'm not giving that guy any credit. Okay. It's like, dude, no. Well, like, you it's, you give whoever you need to no. give credit, but I like it's, it. It's like saying I like the Alien Ant Farm version of Smooth Criminal. Of course you do. <laughs> it's Smooth Criminal. Like, <laughs> it's like, well, why wouldn't you? Like, 
but are you going to give Ellie and Anthony all the credit for that? No. <laughs> like, that's what it is. It's just, you know, like, you can't, they, they, it's one thing sampling, and I get sampling, and sampling is a part of rap, it's part of hip hop, cool. But, like, a lot of people, and a lot of new hip hop fans, and like, and they, not that they have to go back, but they give a lot of credit and a lot of credence to, to people who, one, sometimes I don't even know if these artists themselves understand where they're getting the music from. Like, um, I can't remember his name. We had that song with where he pretty much, they took Sting's song. Or whatever. Desert Rose? I don't know. Um, but he sampled Sting's song. Yeah, Sting's bad. song. And didn't know where it came from. And it was mad when Sting sued him. <laughs> it was like, what? Like, you don't know where your beats or your songs come from? Well, I know that it's old 90s songs that I like. And I like when they resample it and, like, do something that I like with it. Like, change the beat a little bit. For the most part, I did not like when Drake... Drake should not touch any of the old samples. Um, Chris Brown has done a good one. The only one I like is She Ain't You. She 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 ain't you. Yeah, that's the only one I like because in general I don't I'm I'm not a fan of it because I don't think they change it enough. I don't think they make the song better and I don't think they change it enough. Like she ain't you was actually changed enough. So I can listen to all three of those songs and they still sound extremely similar but different. So I I can listen to the SWV version. I can listen to the um, Chris Brown version and the Michael Jackson's version. So Juice World, that's the name. He sued Juice World over uh, the song's called "Lucid Dreams" because it it's 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 Sting's song, dude. Like, how did he just take it? That somebody gave him a beat, oh, and I don't know if the guy who gave him the beat knew, but they didn't clear it, and it's clearly not cleared. And yeah. I mean, is that really Juice World? Is that the that song was a big song? Oh, Juice World. Okay, but my thing is. Is that really the kid's fault or the person who gave it to him? It's I, your fault because you put it out. Okay, but... Do you, you put it out and you're making the money. If I buy a beat from you, I just paid you for the beat. If you if you publish the beat and you start profiting off of it, yeah, it's your fault. Okay, but... If, you have to do your due, di due diligence and vet and, and clear all the samples. Whose job it is, is it to vet? So once you... It's the artist and their label. And the publishing. It's like, the label's fault, oh, in no, my it, opinion. And no, in, in general, it's the artist because your name is on it. But what artist out here is smart enough to start vetting shit? Every one of them should be. They should be, but have you met them? That doesn't matter. Especially in the eyes of the law. Your name is the one on it. If, if that song makes a, it goes platinum, who's making money off of it? Who's touring off of it? You are. I feel that you should definitely... That there should be somebody in charge of that. You are. There because should you, be somebody in charge of that. Because are. at the end of the day, I understand that. But with the artists today, they definitely aren't smart enough to think about clearing the samples. No one has to. You have to save yourself from your own stupidity. It's not like the music industry is new. You can Google this stuff easily. Like I've never made a song and I know this. Okay, but once again, me and you are smart enough to think about stuff like that. He should have been. And mind you, you're the one who pick your team. You pick your manager. You pick your producers. You pick your A&Rs. You pick everyone on your team. And if no one's telling you this and they're releasing songs 
then it's up to it's your fault because it comes down to your your name is the one on the song. Juice World is on that song. No one else's name is on that song. So you're the one who's going to get sued because yeah. you're the one who's going to reap the benefits. Everyone around you gets paid when Off you get you. paid. Yeah. It is the money doesn't go. To, I mean, it goes to the label and other people before it gets to you, depending on your deal. But in general, you're the one putting that music out. But wouldn't it be whoever owns the music? They'll. I mean, they'll sue you and the label. Okay. Okay, but you probably end up dropping because the label after that. They're suing. They're suing you and whoever owns your publishing and your masters. Yeah. Because they want that's theirs. Yeah. So they just want what's theirs, and and they're entitled to all of it. That sample, <laughs> Sting could have took hundred percent of his money. Yeah. Period. Like. So I think he took, he didn't take all of it, but he could have. Hell, you just, Marvin Gaye's estate don't play that game. Yo. <laughs> you can't even have like four notes in a song that they think is similar. Yeah. Because they went um, right after Pharrell. Pharrell and Robin Thicke. <laughs> and T.I. And T.I. has a feature on the song. They will go, at, your name is on it. They're coming after you. They want their money. Wow. So. The most. Yeah. Um, and they won. Yeah, they did. I've been listening to a lot of the songs from the baby. Uh, he does a song Shug. Uh, I, I went back on his because he has a YouTube channel where most of his videos are on, and like a lot of his freestyles with him and like his crew or whatever. Um, and man, like a few years ago, he had a lot of stuff I did not like. It, it is auto tune. It sounded like everybody else. And there's literally a switch. Like there's I forgot what the name of the videos are, but there's one video where he's like. He has the auto tune on, and it's the same cadence everyone else is using. And then the next video, and I watched all of them just to see, you know, like because I give people a, like a shot. Like I listen to a bunch of stuff before I like hate on it or whatever. And I liked a bunch of his stuff from currently, so I was like, let me go back, see what he has, and you know, see how much of it is. And his earlier stuff when he was calling himself Baby Jesus, and so around the time he switched from Baby Jesus to the Baby. And it's like even some of his videos will say Baby Jesus or The Baby, a.k.a. Baby Jesus. And they're all, you know, two-minute songs. I, I, I'm not a fan of the two-minute songs thing, but I get it. It's a way you play the game and, and make the algorithm play your songs as much as possible so you can get... That's why I don't... When they say people are platinum and they... Dis, it's not the same. Essentially, like what 50 Cent was selling in 05 versus how people are selling now, completely different. And that was different from how people were selling in 96, 90, 95. Yeah. It's not the same type of game so watching people break these records it's like they're not really breaking the record right you sell this many albums you you're you can sell you can go platinum off of songs on your album going but platinum. Can, you can also get go plant platinum off merchandise too from what well I hear. the merchant the merchandise is tied with the song so essentially they're bundling the two together yeah. you buy this and then which it is a lot the like that's that shouldn't that changes Everyone's the playing. game. That's why I don't like all these accolades and everything that they're saying these people are doing or whatever. It's not real. It's all, you know, it's it's, it's fudging the numbers. Not, not that they weren't before, because before you had, you know, record labels buying up albums yeah. and saying that their their artists sold so much, this and that, whatever. But some of them were legit. Like, even if half of what they said they sold wasn't legit, you still had Get Rich or Die Try and Go on Diamond. 10 million records, you yeah. know. Even if only five of those are real, that's still five million records. It yeah. sold at back when albums were ten dollars a piece. Yeah, and you had to buy the whole album. It's not, you know, not to mention the it's the not Wangsta, it's not Wangsta and in the club going platinum, and so the album went platinum. Yeah, 
you know, like that's what's happening now. You'll have oh these songs or um, the total number of plays for your for songs on your whole album went platinum, yeah. but not the whole album went platinum. It's not like oh you have fifteen songs, all fifteen songs were played a million times. Yeah, it's like no, the combination of a bunch of these songs together adds up, and now you're platinum. You could be Cardi B, I think, was platinum off of Bodak Yellow. Her album off of Bodak Yellow alone was platinum before the album came out. Album's not even released yet. And now it's a platinum album. Not mad. But it's but it's not the same. So it's I, not I'm not gonna hold that accolade up to Lauren Hill. Right? Because yeah. it's not the same type of cells. Access to music isn't even the same. Hell, the amount of people who can get to the music isn't the same. So even if it's you're playing in a way bigger field than other people did, in a more acceptable field than other people did. So you selling 10 million records back when rap wasn't acceptable, like Tupac and Biggie selling that many records at that time, it would be triple what it is now, what, yeah. what it was then if, if if they had the same thing now. It's not the same, but it is also a way bigger market. There's The market is more accepting of rap. It's a different thing. So um, I don't know how you get down that. But anyway, like that's why I just, the numbers thing is bullshit. Whatever, plain and simple. So True. I hate hearing people come up with the numbers thing. There's too many variables. There's too much trickery going on in it. Um, My biggest thing is the um, products. That's I understand the stream. Rick is Ross bad, is mad about that. The, I don't even like Rick Ross, but he's right. Yeah, was it Rick Ross? Or... That was Nicki Minaj. Nicki, Nicki Minaj is mad about it. Full and Rick Ross um, did. key guy. But yeah, but she, she Nick Minaj, I don't know. DJ Khaled. Him. Yeah, Khaled, Khaled. Yeah, Khaled was mad about it. Um, Nicki Minaj was mad about it. The thing with Nicki Minaj is, you are mad about something when it's not working for you. You yeah, wasn't exactly. mad when it was working for you. Exactly. And your music also wasn't as good as it was before. And so, and even your fans are saying that. So, yes you do have a point but you're only bringing up this point when it affects you and not when it doesn't true so um i agree muddies your argument up a little bit when you're playing favoritism with that yeah so also um so i've been listening to the baby and there's a point where he sounds like everyone else and he stops sounding like everyone else and he sounds like more like how he sounds now to the point where he sounds like how he sounds now and it's i won't i'm not gonna say it's completely unique but it's better. Because um, even in his older stuff that sounded like a lot of other people, it sounded like them, but his lyrics were actually okay. Like he, But it Maybe just I had auto-tune. It had the same cadence. It had auto-tune. It was just wrapped up in a bunch of trash. Now it sounds better. He's rapping. He has bars. You know, um, and, and I like his features. Um, he's on the Panini remix. Yeah, he is. And I actually like that song. I don't like Hotel World. I don't care for it. I like it. I don't hate it, but meh. I like that. But I like Panini. <laughs> it's weird. I actually like Panini. Um, and I like the remix, specifically. Um, I like the... I, I enjoyed the, the... I heard the verse that he's on for the remix. I was like, yeah. oh. I've liked and I heard it without knowing it was, it was the remix. And I was like, yeah. this sounds like Pan... Oh. <laughs> I, the first time I heard the song was the remix. I didn't hear the yeah. original. I... I, I Follow somebody who always retweets um, Nas X, and he retweeted um, the baby's part. Yeah, it's it's a pretty good. I I like it. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. Hopefully, like little Nas X can keep coming out with more stuff. Yeah. Like like that people like. 
I, like it's weird because you see Old Town Road and you think, oh, it's just it's like a fad. It's like the wheat, right? Yeah. It's like it doesn't have to be the greatest thing in the world, but everyone's on it right now. Yeah. And the way people are, they will ride things like when some when something's hot, it's hot now. You yeah. Know? Um, and it can be hot for a while, and it'll stay hot, just you know, for for being hot sake sometimes. Um, and it's not a bad song, but if he keeps coming up with stuff like like I like Panini better than Old Town Road, and I thought Old Town Road was okay. Um, I'm not gonna listen to his album because I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll give it a chance. Maybe I'll listen to it before the next podcast. It's probably like five songs anyway because that's what they do. It's probably eight. <laughs> I don't know. I've been here. Yo, I listened to Pusha T's album a while ago, and that album is so short. And I was super kind of annoyed by it because I enjoyed it, but it was really short. <laughs> like I think it's like forty minutes, if even. I don't even think it's forty actual minutes. It might be like. Yeah, I, I think like it's under forty. To like, yeah, drone on for a minute. I just like to me one. I, I'm I'm more of a fan of the older song structure. Like I like third verses because sometimes I like a third verse more than the other two I like third verses on R&B songs I like bridges yeah you know I like a verse a bridge a verse a bridge a hook you know a a verse a hook a verse a hook a bridge yeah I agree you know um, because it just it 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 adds it flows well it adds there's parts of songs you can like that you don't like other parts of songs I agree Um, you know, so I think songs just too short. You don't need to make five minute songs or like Joe Budden eight minute, ten minute songs, no. which I still enjoy. But you don't need to make them. But hey, I like them. I think the sweet spot is between three, three and a half to four minutes. I, I like at least a three, somewhere around a three minute twenty seconds at least. Three minute twenty seconds, and you don't have to rap or sing the entire time. No, let the beat breathe a little. Yeah, you know, like but I mean, I also grew up on a lot of French and Haitian music which is like 15 minutes long yeah most most other forms of music are longer but they're not playing the algorithms yeah, and that's the thing they're making music for music's sake because yeah. they have a whole thing a lot of these other it's things like it's like a whole two minute interlude of mm-hmm. just like instrumental like now you get a song Panini's two minutes and 15 seconds two minutes 30 seconds yeah. something like that I think that could have been a a longer, even the remix. It feels like he took one of his verses. I think he took one of the bridges out for, um, for the baby's verse. Probably because then when you think about it, it's just it's hook, bridge. Hook. It's hook, bridge, hook, verse, hook, bridge. Song's over, and then for the remix, all they did was hook, bridge, verse, hook, bridge. It's. Lil Nas X has one verse, the baby has one verse, and they're very short verses. Yeah. Eight bars, maybe each. Um, and then it's just like three hooks and a bridge. Or two bridges and a hook, something like that. But it's really short. It's yeah. two and a half minutes. And the remix is the same length as the regular song. He just took something out to put the baby's verse in. <laughs> That's it. That's annoying. And then another thing is that that was the whole point of remixes. They they would add so much. They would add stuff. Remember the touch remix? It was like fifteen people on it. Yo, it's crazy. And then not only that, they repeat themselves a lot. You two and a half minutes, and you still repeating. I I don't listen to a whole bunch of um the music nowadays. Most verses, a sixteen bar verse, 
and I used to I used to time verses back in the day. Like I you used would. to listen to a verse you would be because I, I used to study like hip hop. Verses were something like forty eight to fifty two seconds. If you had three verses, and then like a hook in between three verses, that's three and a half minutes. Yeah. Like that would be it, or whatever. Three and a half, almost you know, three and a half to four minutes. If you have fifty second verses. Because you have sixteen bars, and if you, you know if you're spitting at a at an average pace, it's sixteen bars. You have fifty seconds. That's how long a verse would be. Plus, I used to use it to time things. Like I used to have a lot of time to spend at work, and I used to time things out, like everything out. Or when I worked out, I know how long I'm running because I know how long a song is, or how long a verse is. Not I. I used to use it as a way to not look at a clock or have a stopwatch. I know how long something is. So, um. It's weird that they'll literally just repeat the same thing. And it's a two and a half. I Even that song, like, much as I like I it, it's it. two and a half, six. The, um, the Cannon Busters opening theme that we can't wait to get a full version of. Because <laughs> the theme is, is really good. It's really good. But that fan version where they, they loop the song. Yeah. And it sounds like a full song. Yeah. There's one hard cut in the song. In that loop. Or whatever. Like right before when he cuts off. He essentially makes the rap part go a second time before she starts going really ham. Um, that's a, the only really hard cut I can hear in it. The guy did a really, whoever did it, did a really good job with, with the loop. But it's three and a half minutes of what was a hour and 40, a minute and 46 minute. seconds. It's yeah. like a minute 46 seconds. But it sounds is, like a full song to this. But it sounds like a full song because, because of the way full songs are done nowadays. now. It's yeah. a lot of repeating. Yeah. It's literally almost, it's over twice as long. It's almost twice as long. And it sounds awesome. I like it. I would rather an actual full version of the song. But I was listening to it and I was like, this is essentially what people are doing now. And and it's still three minutes and 26 seconds. It's still longer than most songs now. And it's a minute and 46 seconds chopped and screwed. That's what they did. He chopped and screwed. Pain would give you a bridge, <laughs> right? But that's what it is. It's chopped and screwed. They took parts of the rap and he overlays it in the back with her with her verse. Yeah. It it is literally the one forty six just stretched out to three twenty something. Yeah. And it sounds awesome. Yeah. It sounds very good. But it's also repetitive. True. And sometimes I listen to that version because I just want to hear a longer, kind of a longer version of the song. But other times. The regular original one flows better. Yeah. So I'll just listen to that one. But it's only a minute 46 seconds. It's not enough. And that's a lot of my issue with a lot of these songs. It's repetitive and it's not enough. Great song. But I want to listen to more. I have a long drive. I'd rather listen to a longer song. I do podcasts. I listen to podcasts as well. Or audiobooks. That's why I always got a new one. I listen to podcasts as well. But still, I I mean, sometimes I just want to listen to music. I listen to a whole bunch of nineties R and B too. Oh, come on. Four and a half minutes, five minutes. Yeah, my drive be chilling. Yeah. And I'm like singing at the time. It's not even 90s, like Future Sex Love Sound. Or whatever. What, what what's the the name of that song? Um well, Future Sex Love Song. I'm pretty sure he has a like like three seven minute songs on that album. I don't even know what that is. That's Justin Timberlake's album. Well My Love. Oh the only Justin My Love, Sexy Back. That um, song, the song that I like off his album was a remix to TKO. That's not that album. Often, that's the only album. That's the only yeah. song I know from um, Justin Timberlake outside of Sexy Back. 
Listen to that album. I think Sexy Back is the worst song on that album. I don't even like that song. It's the only song on that album I don't like. I'm bringing Sexy Back. Yeah. And I I do not like that song. I think it's the worst song on the album. I know My Love. I like... My Love, I like. like. Yeah. Um, Is that the Mirror one? Is that the album with Mirror's on? No. Mirror is way later. Uh, listen, listen to the album. Give it, a, give it a listen. To it. Let me know next Maybe week. Maybe I'll listen to it. Um, and my thing, it, well, music wise, the fu- a funny thing that actually happened music wise was, um, they, you know how things go viral and people make music out of it. So that happened in Martinique. This guy was talking on the phone with his girlfriend, and he, um, he basically was going off on her, and somebody basically made auto-tuned it and made it a song that's hilarious yeah and somehow i made it to america so my aunt was on the train and she was um saw a fight happening so during the fight they they're going and this one lady is just going off and everybody wanted her to stop so what they did was they started doing a beat and they started singing the french song like a whole bunch of Americans on the train that's hilarious started singing the French song which is hilarious because ain't nobody on the MTA no one expected it and it mm. started in Martinique it didn't even start in France mm. so this is something that made it from Martinique dude was on the phone in the parking lot somebody took a video of him he was talking about how um, he was talking to his girlfriend talking about how um, do you, do you, <laughs> he basically said do you, do you see how my heart is beating I'm going to break everything. (laughs) (laughs) And then they took that and they they put a a banging ass beat to it. And then now they're singing it in parties. It was the Carnaval song. Mm. It was everything. It made it to France. Like 2017, I think. It was the Carnaval song in France. Everything. And then now, in 2019... To shut somebody up from fighting, they playing it. They they do an acoustic version <laughs> on the train. That's that's wild, New York. That's hilarious. That's straight up New York. That's completely New York. And with that, we may be done for the week. <laughs> I hope you guys have a good week. 